Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the UFTA podcast. I'm Jordan Rudolph. And I'm Emily O'Connor. We're season three, episode 35. Today, we're talking fad nutrition, and today we're talking out of dual microphones. Yeah, hopefully. We kind of teased it last week, but I don't think it sounded any different probably to you guys, but now should sound different and hopefully a little bit better, more clear since we each have our own microphone. I thought it sounded better last week. Yeah, a little bit, a yeah, little bit. I could tell. This should sound way better, Yeah, hopefully. We will know hopefully. after we save it. Yeah, or we'll have to do it again. Either one. Maybe. So if you don't hear this intro, it's because we've re-recorded. Yes. So we were we, we have a we have like nine topics of podcasts that we want to go over, and, and a lot of them right now, again, keeping them short and sweet. We also thought it would be a good idea to stick with kind of the theme from the New Year stuff coming around to help out everybody mm-hmm. as much as possible and one of those that comes around every new year that everybody has is weight loss for a resolution and part of that then becomes more and more uh, on which new diet is going to be the new diet of 2024 what's the fad diet and right now there's a couple different ones out there but if we just think back a few years ago like keto like everybody knows about keto now we think back in the 90s it was Atkins. we we think back uh, through and through, and, and a lot of these are just different trends, and a lot of these are actually very similar diets to an extent. They just changed names, um, and 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 they kind of get buzz buzzy from the media and social media, and they they pick up fast, they get traction fast, they trend. Um, but today we're just going to go over like the concept of fad diets with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the New Year is popular for them because a lot of people are looking, like you said, fat loss is kind of a constant, and the New Year can bring about that renewed external motivation if you will that renewed sense of like i want to pursue a goal that i might not have done before or that somehow this new year will be a new leaf a new page turning in the book and nutrition is a huge part of that in that some of these fad diets a lot of them kind of lean into that new like this is the new thing you've never seen this before you've never tried this before while simultaneously leaning into the instant gratification that we all want to have and get the results that we want yesterday instead of waiting for them so i think those two aspects of it paired together make this new year just so abundant with these fad diets kind of coming into the forefront of people's minds whatever they might be whether and again it kind of goes in cycles whether that's the keto whether that's whatever name we can go carnivore we can go low fat we can go high whatever like all of the things there's always some sort of that like allure if you will of oh, I haven't done this before. What if this is the thing that helps me get the results that I want? And that's that's probably like what 
the the biggest thing comes down to is that people get caught up a little bit in that allure mm-hmm. or I haven't done that before and I see all like when, when, first of all when you see marketing for these diets they're not going to show you the bad the bad stuff they're you're only going to see the good stuff and the, only the good science behind it and only the good results like why would they show you when we watch a pharmaceutical commercial of something that can literally kill you like there's one that's on all the time on Hulu right now because we're cheap ass people and we don't pay for the extreme Hulu they're subscribed to the big Hulu thing I get the triple package with the ESPN at Disney so we can watch them all and we suffer through commercials that's yeah. what we do but we're walking watching through it and the first thing they say I can't remember what it is I literally was saying it like naproxen or something um, I think it's for psoriasis don't take if allergic to a naproxen yeah. whatever the hell, hell it's called side effects may include Blah, shitting your pants, shitting your pants in public, shitting your pants at home, shitting your pants when you sleep, and then death. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but when you watch the commercial, they're it's happy. A, it's a feel. There's always happy music yeah. behind it. Yeah. But people who have psoriasis or read. anything that the pharmaceuticals are trying to push a drug for, mm-hmm. these people aren't happy. Mm-hmm. Right? They could get happy from taking the drug, but they, they can't show the suffering of people with this disease or with the autoimmune disorder or with whatever is going on, they have to show the emotional side that it's a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like we're both in agreement to that. It's very obvious now with the listener listeners thinking like, wow, I never thought about I'm it. I'm like sure that. someone has seen a drug commercial, right? Yes. As long as you live in the United States or New Zealand, those yes. are about the only places you can see them. Yes. We should do more fitness ads of showing like drug commercials do, mm-hmm. by the way, now that I'm thinking about it out loud. Um, again, but we're not going to see like all the, the bad stuff behind psoriasis or behind whatever it is. It's the same thing when we're thinking about these marketing things. You're not going to see the bad stuff. But there's a super, super, super small population of what you are seeing of the positive that did do the diet and follow through with it and all the way through. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, there's so many more people that couldn't do it because it's unsustainable. Absolutely. Well, they don't show you those negatives because that's what's going to deter you, right? Yep. So, but when we peel back the layers and we can almost look at it, either pull the emotion out of it and say, okay, how does this realistically fit into my life? Am I able to sustain this for three months, six months, 12 months, 18 months, right? Does this, is this a long-term thing? Or we can have someone hire someone like a coach who can look at it from the outside who maybe isn't as emotional about it because they aren't in the uncomfortable situation that you are and say, okay, let's walk through what this would look like. What in your life has to change to make this happen? Are you still able to enjoy all of your favorite foods? Are you still able to enjoy dinners out with friends, birthday parties, whatever your important things are? right? Like for me, I love creamer in my coffee. I'm unwilling to sacrifice, right? So if there's something, some sort of diet out there and it's like, nope, you're non-negotiable. You have to give up your creamer and your coffee. Like I'm going to have to think long and hard over what I want to do there. Like that's just one small thing that I am just unwilling to give up. So we have to pull back that, some of that emotion and think about truly realistically if it is a long-term thing without getting sucked into the advertising and the positive side, we have to be able to look at some of those negatives. And, and you have to understand that there's that other end of the spectrum through the negatives. It, it's just, 
Like there's so many out there, right? Mm -hmm. and, and people just want to try Like why are we looking at these fad diets? Like what is our ultimate goal? Do we want to be healthier? Do we want to lose weight? Yes and yes. Yeah. So these fad diets are coming out and getting buzz and different things and people are talking about them. Joe Rogan's talking about them on his podcast, number one podcast in the world, like a million listens a day or something like that, right? It's crazy. Something's yeah. just bonkers. Um, people are, are, are diving into these trends and these diets like that because they want to get results. But all of these fad diets and all of these things that are out there are, are A, it's a, it's a money thing. Mm -hmm. Somebody's making money somewhere off of this, okay? And the other part of it is deep down, like they are still trying to help you. Right. And they know that what we're doing right now as a society, as a culture in the U.S. in particular, is derailing that. Everything's becoming more processed, less wholesome, less nutrient-dense, more fake. Um, <laughs> like just that that's just the evolution of our food. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's becoming poor, like worse and worse quality. So these fad diets are going to continue to get some buzz, but at the end of the day, yes, they might want to help you, but ultimately there's just another fancy name to try to get you to do something different. And they know the mind, the, like the human brain is wired to now look for the next thing, mm -hmm. right? That's the other part of it. Like, okay, I yeah. did keto before. What's, I did Atkins before. Okay, I, I should try carnivore because I haven't done that like you were mm -hmm. saying earlier. The, the brain's just wired to look for the next thing. Mm -hmm. Well, and that, that's the thing. Like, people aren't doing this. They aren't marketing these to try and get you to fall into the bad, the negative, right? They are trying. They want success stories, whoever these people are. They mm -hmm. want this to succeed. They, oftentimes, the people who sell these types of diets believe that this is the thing. But we forget and often they forget some of the nuance of the human like we aren't just robots where everyone can do the same thing as the next person as the next person we really have to pull back and figure out what works best again longevity being a main key here often they don't think about what happens after like the after if we're thinking like before and afters and i know we've talked about that on this podcast before as well but it's not that we're intentionally or anyone's intentionally trying to out to get people. They want people to succeed and they truly believe that this is the thing. Unfortunately, that's just neglecting some of the negative behind it, mm -hmm. right? So that's where these traps can get and we get stuck in this like, oh, it works for a long time or a short amount of time, either one. And then all of a sudden I'm right back to where I started because we've fallen for the fad that was going to fix everything without establishing the underlying habits for the long term. Yeah, we actually have a a video somewhere out there that goes through every fad diet, like mm. the top 10 fad diets. And I go through pros and cons of each one and I gave them I give them basically stars of difficulty how to follow, right? And the ones that are most popular out there in the media today are the ones that are the most difficult to follow, which in another way to say this, they are the most unsustainable. Mm -hmm. And what happens is we can sustain it for a week or two, and then we have one little slip. And with people living in that all-or-none mindset, they think like, well, I let it go that way, so I can just start doing it this way. I'm still alive. I'm still human. Yeah, I might be still losing weight, so I can do it again. I can do it again. And all of a sudden, a month later, they're totally off. And they, want, they, they, they feel like they're the furthest away from carnivore or keto, insert whatever diet name that they can. The, the big question is asking, like, is this, like, how long can they be this, can this be sustainable? Can I keep doing this? 
Is this a lifestyle change? Why am I doing this? And what is this good for? Like a lot of people are using carnivore, for example, to like they might lose some weight out of it, but a lot of it's more so from what I'm understanding now and what they're pushing is more of like the health and the inflammation side of things. Mm -hmm. Getting rid of all the processed carbohydrates, starches, um, pesticide-based foods, like our our freaking animals out there aren't eating it. So then they say like you should also get wild-caught, grass-fed, cage-free, whatever. Um, the ideal scenario of carnivore is done through that, and then you are therefore absorbing nutrients from the food that you eat, from what they eat. Um, there, to an extent, yeah, could work. Like I've seen the podcast, I've read the research, I've read the stuff. Like Em and I are both shaking our head right now. Like we know what carnivore diet is. Mm-hmm. Um, keto is more so for fat loss. Like people did that for fat loss, and now all of a sudden people became experts on ketones and how ketosis and lipolysis and ketones in the body work. But key, key, the keto diet's been around for like 200 years. Like that's, yeah. it had a different name back then. Mm-hmm. But they used that originally, I think it was to get rid of, um, was it for seizure, seizures? Yeah, I thought it was epilepsy. Epilepsy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. seizures, yeah. yeah. So like that's what it was originally created for and it got really big, I think in the 50s or 60s, 1950s, 1960s, something like that. But it was, I think it was back like in the Civil War or something like that, it was actually founded. It was a long, yeah, it was a long time ago I was using clinical settings for yeah. kids specifically, yeah. I believe, with epilepsy. Yeah. So the bad diets are going to be out there this new year. Um, there's no question. Our thing is experiment with all of them, try them, and then understand how to use them. Like we have a few members in here that'll float back and forth between different diets and some of them are doing carnivore again right now, mm-hmm. but they're doing it for a specific reason. They know if they don't do that, that they're going to have more slips. They're going to have more sweets, baked goods, um, alcohol during the holidays. They're doing this to kind of hold strong through the holidays so that they can feel better coming into the new year and not go up weight, not feel like crap, have more energy. Uh, a lot of people are doing it to help their significant others. So they're, they're, they're intentionally like almost designing a, a their program of nutrition throughout the year and then doing this at certain points that to get ready for some sort of thing which is cool like yeah that, that, that's awesome i think you touch on an important point there where and we talk about this like periodizing training throughout life but they're periodizing their nutrition where it's an intentional short-term strategy that we're using and then there's also after the fact a plan to come out of that short-term strategy so it's not oh, I'm going to do this, and then it's right back to what I was doing before, right? Leading us into that, like, cycle of all or nothing. Either we're 100% on or we're 0% and we're off, right? But if we can cycle through and almost use it as a dial of, hey, I'm going to turn the focus up into here. I'm going to be a little bit more disciplined in this way. I'm going to do X, Y, Z intentional decision-making, and then I know after these next 30 days my intentions and my decisions are going to switch and I am going to focus on this and that is going to be more sustainable for the long term but it's that planning and that intention behind it where we can use some of these more extreme less sustainable strategies in a way that benefits us for the long term even if it's not the thing that we do for the long term. And that's the big thing to look at it, right? Because what happens is when people don't look at it like that, they go into the bad nutrition, insert your name, to completely off the rails on the other yeah. side. There's no taper. There's no, um, there, there, there's no taper. There's no uh, like transition, reintroduction. Transition, yeah. yeah. There's nothing. They're just completely back to where they were, which is something that 
zero part of these fad diets are telling you to do. Mm -hmm. They're not coaching you. They're just telling you what to do. And if we think about childhood psychology, when your parents tell you to do something or not to do something, I'm just going to let you listener think and sit on that and what you decided to do in that moment. And then when you were told to do that multiple times over and over exactly how to do it, I just want you to sit in your own mind and think about how much it makes it want you to do that, Mm -hmm. how long that will last. And then how much of a rebel comes out of you at some point in that and how much that rebellion affects everything. Your actions. Yeah, yeah your actions. <laughs> so it's it's human nature, by the way, guys. Like, we, Em and I are the same way. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're, we're laughing out loud like you can hear us while we say this. Um, but the big thing is just be careful. Like, understand why you're doing it. Understand that you need to do it. Like, our, we always say, like, our favorite, our, the best diet out there is the one that you can follow, like, long term. Mm-hmm. And we've actually given names uh, of diets, quote unquote diets, to our members here. Uh, instead of calling it keto, I just call it the, the Emily plan. I call it the Jordan plan. It might look a lot like keto. It might look a lot like um, hunt and gather. It might look, uh, what, um, what's the hunt and gather one? Um, paleo. Paleo. It might look a lot like um, carnivore, mm-hmm. like whatever it looks like. But we, we name it yours because it's yours mm-hmm. to do it. And there might be pieces of it because there's, it's the it's the old saying: methods are many, principles are few. Methods methods uh, always die, principles never do. These diets are mostly methods, but there's principles behind the diets that all of them follow. Principles like, oh, I'm not eating crap food anymore. Oh, now that I'm doing this awesome fad diet, I'm not going to drink as much alcohol anymore. Oh, you know what, my my triple Grande, caramel, whatever, double shot, extra whip, whip. yeah, extra cream with the swirl, extra whatever butter, sugar that they have in there now doesn't fit in any of those diets. So I'm going to cut that out cold turkey too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pizza's not on there either. So all of these have principles that kind of like subconsciously change how you're doing things from your behavior standpoint. And that's really the big principle that you're looking at because what, what's happening is you didn't realize like how often you were having that coffee drink, how often you were eating the crappy food, how often you were having pizza, how often you were drinking and guzzling alcohol. That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. It changes all of that. Right. Or if you did realize it, it makes it a little bit easier in a social setting or yeah. at home or at with coworkers, whatever, where you can say like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. And sometimes that hard boundary is a lot easier to uphold than trying to navigate some of the gray area of like, oh, I can have a little. And like you were saying, that can start to snowball of like a little becomes a little, a little, a little, a lot. Yes. Right? Where we can say, oh, no, I'm just doing X, Y, and Z. Like, these are my hard boundaries. And holding yourself accountable to upholding those hard boundaries or rules, if you will, of the diet that is best for you. Yes. That And that's the ultimate goal. And I think there's, there's, there's kind of a summation that can come out of this or an ultimatum that we can come out of this, too, from what Em and I are saying on this. A lot of people are looking for a New Year's resolution. They're looking for something to completely transform their life. And I think it might be something instead of looking for the revolution and trying to plan for this life-changing thing, maybe we should start looking into how we can create evolution and evolve. Like, there's 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 a reason why every year in the New Year's resolution, 98% of the people are choosing some sort of health or weight loss goal, right? It's because we're not in good health and not doing well with weight loss 
U.S. in particular, numbers are catastrophically going up every year, like at an alarming rate, and now it's reaching kids 12 years and under being diagnosed with diabetes type 2. Um, like, we're losing the battle. And uh, when we look at this, like, we start look, thinking about owning your evolution through all of this. Start trying to plan, stop trying to plan, like, I want you to trade it. It's a reframe. Stop trying to plan for a revolution, a resolution, and start owning your evolution. How can you evolve and adapt and get better to handle these things, become more educated, smarter, intelligent, more wise through this scenario to create better solutions for yourself instead of going back and forth with all of these year in and year out and thinking that, like, I've done this before, I've done this before, like, that's the loose definition of insanity. Mm-hmm. You're doing the same damn things and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. Or the same, yeah, different yeah, results. different results. Yeah, like the evolution, because it always leads more into instead of the spiral of oh this went wrong and now another thing went wrong another thing went wrong we're reversing that right like what can we do that goes right what can we do that pushes us towards our end result okay what's one more thing that we can do and just one and slowly over time that change starts to happen as opposed to that january 1 knew everything across the board and then life hits on january 8th and all of a sudden, we aren't sure what we're doing. Honeymoon stage is very, very small for New Year's resolutions. Yeah. The 8th might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but truly, like, it's January, January 1's a Monday. Yeah. Thursday, a work meeting could come up in the time you were supposed to go to the gym. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, those real-life situations come up that quickly. Mm-hmm. And January 7th or 5th, whatever date that would be, maybe... That, that's the day you're like, nope, I thought about this plan. I know this plan, right? But we get to the 15th, and all of a sudden it's like, ah, but it, that's okay. I'll, like, I'll get it tomorrow. And then that's how that starts with just those little things. Yeah, and the other thing that happens with the fad diets is that we they, some of them are getting more clever now on how they pro- post their results and their testimonials. But we expect like to have these results done in like 14 days. Mm-hmm. It, you're not considering that you have 14 years of bad habits tied behind that. And you're thinking 14 days is going to fix this. You are dead wrong. Mm-hmm. And that is can be extremely frustrating. We know the feeling. But the part of that is that that's where instead of trying to make this big jump in 14 days, like what can we plan for and evolve into over the coming weeks, months, years right. to truly look at this and give yourself a fair shake and a fair shot over uh, comparison, if you will, or even saying like test and retested this work or didn't work right right well like it it does take reps right and that's the we don't want to the last thing we want to do in changing anything is get ourselves into an area where it is frustrating no Mm -hmm. one's going to do something that you're frustrated by so how can we create the least amount of roadblocks and remove as much of that as possible to make that more approachable more sustainable throughout 100 we get frustrated over our fears and when we start thinking about all of our frustrations and having those be our actions, those frustrations come to reality. Yep. So we have to flip the script. You have to reframe. How are you going to evolve? Mm-hmm. How are you going to focus on your wants and aspirations and have a, a more intentional thought process through that? Um, not getting caught up in, a, in the fear and frustrations that the fad diets often target. And let's figure out how we can evolve and grow with this together and move forward that way. Absolutely. I think that about wraps it up, yeah? Yeah. All right. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to this week's episode of the UFTA podcast. Share this with someone who you think will find it valuable. 
leave us a rating, a review, subscribe, download, all the things that help us to grow organically. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Thanks, guys.